Dennis Stewart joining us today. And Dennis, last week we talked about psoriasis and uh, there are other skin conditions, Mm. aren't there, that you've seen and herbalists and naturopaths generally will treat. That's correct, Jane. I'm glad you've um, mentioned those uh, or that topic. We discussed psoriasis last week, which is a very challenging condition, but complementary therapists also do a lot of work with what's called eczema, which is an inflammatory condition that I'll talk a little bit about and uh, talk a little bit about some of the remedies that really do help that condition, eczema. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Herbal Medicine Centre. And Dennis is looking forward to your calls. If you've got a question about your health and how you feel and yeah, just to see if it can be made better naturally, then give us a call, 49216216. And uh, in the meantime, skin. Skin is such a part of us um, and so obvious when something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. We talked last week about psoriasis, Dennis mm-hmm. Stewart, but um, eczema is a little bit different from psoriasis. It is, uh, Jane. I think t- to keep it simple, I, I guess the when we talked about psoriasis last week, we, we mentioned that it was characterised by thick silvery scales and I don't want to simplify it too much uh, dermatologists would probably be raising their eyebrows with my referring to it in that simplistic terminology but yes psoriasis is characterized by those lesions which normally occur on the elbows and the, and the uh, the knees but of course can occur anywhere else with with eczema eczema to my mind is more to be seen as an inflammatory skin disease and listeners might say, well, what do you mean by an inflammatory skin disease? Um, an inflammatory skin disease is one that is usually characterised uh, by heat. In, in other words, the, the skin can frequently appear to be very, very hot and red, and it is also uh, characterised by a lot of itch, and itch can be one of the most devastating symptoms associated with any skin disease, but in the case of eczema, it is normally characteristic of that condition, even in its chronic state. Um, it, it can be seriously uh, pruritic or itching, as we call it. And unfortunately, also eczema can manifest itself by, by discharging, by, by cracking, cracking of the skin, drying of the skin. And in my opinion, it's a much more common disease experienced uh, by people. And unfortunately, it can even affect very, very young people, babies in particular, can be um, stricken with, with eczema, can be basically born with eczema. Not that complementary therapists have uh, much to do with paediatric level of skin diseases, but certainly skin disease in, in, in young people and adults is frequently uh, treated by complementary therapists, and eczema would be one of those conditions that I would see a lot of. And interestingly, Jane, eczema was one of those conditions that actually... Uh, got me into the profession in as much that um, I, th- I think the story's pretty well known as a young uh, man studying engineering in Sydney, um, trying to look after myself. This is going back many, 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 many years. I was um, stricken with eczema and uh, uh, was really in a bad way with it. And it was only my own reading and discovery and learning and trying things that caused me to have a breakthrough with it and encouraged me then to move and study complementary medicine and subsequently the management of the skin has been one of those areas of speciality that I've prided myself on and an eczema in particular is a condition that's demonstrated that it can be very, very responsive to natural medication. I'm not saying, I'm not saying for one moment 
that natural medication is the only way to address the skin or any other disease. Listeners know me too well uh, for me to be seen as saying anything like that. But certainly in conditions that haven't been that responsive to the mainstream, and sometimes eczema is one of those conditions that has been treated variously by the mainstream practitioners and people present uh, to persons like myself and other therapists because they're not satisfied or getting the results that they would expect or maybe too concerned about some of the medications that they've been using, particularly steroid creams. And that's where the use of complementary medicine is, is applied. And, uh, and as I said, eczema is one of those conditions that is potentially very, very responsive to the use of herbs and supplements and a range of simple creams. This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. We're talking about eczema and skin, but we're also taking your calls. And Jamie has rung in from Hamilton North on 49216216. And skin conditions are on your mind too, Jamie. Yeah, it's just like to find out off Dennis if I could. When I was a young kid, I had eczema. Yes. Um... As I got into a teenager, it disappeared. Yes. But in the early 90s, I had a full patella realignment and yes. had a screw put in my leg. Yes. And about a month after the operation, I broke out with psoriasis. Yes. I think probably... Are they, uh, go on, are they linked? Okay, look, psoriasis is a different condition to eczema, although sometimes the symptoms can be somewhat uh, similar. But... Um, I would suspect that your psoriasis has been triggered off as a response from your immune system. Your immune system can sometimes develop a response or a reaction to to it to a, to your own body tissues. Um, yep. Eczema tends to be more of what we call an atopic condition, which means you tend to have a genetic predisposition to it by virtue of particularly your, your allergic tendency. But from what you've told me with the um, knee procedure that you had, in as much that psoriasis subsequently came on, it implies that an autoimmune response was triggered off perhaps, perhaps by the procedure, and that would be consistent with what we know about psoriasis, that a trauma uh, emotionally or even physically, uh, a shock or something like that, can frequently be that which brings things to the surface. So um, I'm, I wouldn't be prepared with my knowledge to say that the expert and the psoriasis that you've experienced are directly related. Um, only a dermatologist could make that decision, but it would seem to me that your psoriasis is explicable on the basis of it being triggered off by the trauma that you went through with your procedure, stimulating an autoimmune response. Yeah, because it, I've got it in probably 60% of my body. Yes. Um, but the other funny thing with it is I'll get a patch of it. It'll yes. stay there for a couple of years yes. and that patch will disappear. Yes. Um, and then it'll, it'll, I'll get a patch somewhere else. And the present time I've got it on my head really badly. I've got it on yes. my face, my arms, yes. my legs, my, my, my chest, my back. Your doctor is obviously treating you or your specialist is treating you. Um, I was. Mm. They were using steroid creams, yes. which you can only use for a certain amount of, course, of time. Of course, um, And then there was some light therapy. Light therapy, yes. so that become quite expensive. Yes, unfortunately. Um, 
and there was a tapper or a needle, but they were a little bit dubious in doing that because yes. it was type 2 diabetic. Yes, yes, I can understand. Look, um, again, I refer you back to the program that we spoke about last week. Um, it might be worth your while, with your psoriasis being so intractable and, and, and active, to, to try the oral medication that I spoke about last week, which was sarsaparilla in a fluid extract form. Yep, it's, yep. Not, it's not an expensive herb. That's the good thing about it. It's very safe, albeit it needs to be uh, prescribed in the right dosage, around about four to eight mils. Um, if you were to uh, uh, pop into my rooms at New Lambton, um, they could supply it to you there and provide you with the monograph on the herb and its relationship to psoriasis. I must yep. emphasise, however, that yours is a chronic condition and would probably take a chronic period of time to respond to it, but it would be worthwhile giving a go uh, because obviously you're very distressed with it and uh, there's lots of things I could talk about uh, to you about your condition, but time doesn't allow us to do that. But I go back to what I said last week, uh, try some sarsaparilla fluid extract for quite a few months to see how that takes you. There's a direction for you, Jamie. Thanks for the call. And uh, Kath has rung in on 4921616 from Adamstown. Now, rosacea is... Yet another skin condition. It is indeed. Kath. Hello, Kath. Hello, Dennis. Uh, yeah, speaking of skin, um, uh, my son has. We've decided it's rosacea. You <laughs> have, have you? Yes, yes, okay. definitely. I'm very good. At, I'm very good at these things. Okay, um, okay. He hasn't. Been, <laughs> he hasn't been to a doctor, mm. but um, yeah, it's the typical looking, you know, signs. It's just the, the nose and some of his cheek. Um, mm. Just quite red and with the little blotchy little, um, okay. sometimes pimply little um, mm. um, pimply things, yes. Look, it, 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 it sounds as though it is a rosacea condition, but with any skin condition, it's always wise to get it medically looked at. Um, yep. it, it could even be what we call seborrheic dermatitis. Um, so my first thing to do would be to say, look, see your GP, they're the frontline practitioners. We mustn't lose sight of that, that complementary yep. medication is um, useful, but your GP is always your first point of call. Now, if it is a rosacea, I say, if it is a rosacea, and if it is mild as it seems to be from what you've told me, there's a little yeah. cream that I had a lot to do in developing called the GA cream. Now, the GA, the GA cream is based on an aqueous uh, zinc base, so it's very gentle on the skin, and the active principle is an extract of the herb licorice, which works like a steroid but isn't a steroid. Um, it's quite safe to use, and over the years, many people have got um, benefit from an ongoing use of the GA cream, particularly in this condition. So whip into 39 Alma Road, try a little bit of the GA cream, always with any creams, medical, um, pharmaceutical, or even from a herbalist or naturopath, always do a patch test so that you can uh, yep. be sure that there's going to be no reaction, not that it's likely, but the GA cream would be a good starting base to, to kick off with. Yeah, okay, so if it's... Um, the other one is well, e e even 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 seborrheic dermatitis in its mild state, being an inflammatory condition, um, is is responsive in its mild state to the application of GA cream. But I yes. still think uh, I come back to the point: any skin condition needs to be clarified. But if if uh, if they are if it is either of those conditions, the GA cream, in my opinion, would be useful.
Oh, terrific. Okay. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you very much, Kath. Thanks, Kath, for your call. And Howard has rung in now from Rathmines and uh, mm, Vertigo. Moving on to uh, going out and about, standing on indeed, ladders perhaps. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Howard. Hello, How Howard. Are How are you? How are you, Dennis? Good, right? good. Tell me about your condition, Howard. Mate, I've, uh, I've got vertigo. I get it. It sort of just comes, hits me really quick. But yes. uh, when I do get it, I, uh, I get really, uh, uh, really sick with it and dizzy. Okay. I can't lay on my back. I can't mm. look up. Yes. Otherwise, I black out and I yes. start sweating and so on. Your doc- Is there any cures for it? Has your doctor diagnosed as many as disease or anything uh, like that? No, he just he just diagnosed as uh, as vertigo. Okay, and you're using a bit of circ now and then, are you? Stematol. Uh, all, all I use is uh, yes, yeah, stematol. Okay. Look, yep. what I suggest you do. Um, and the good thing about my suggestion is that it's not going to clash with what your good doctor may have prescribed for you. But on this program, I have mentioned a very, very underrated English herb that was made famous by uh, a northern English herbalist called Willie Smith. And mm-hmm. uh, even though I never met the man, um, most of my mentors have been English herbalists whose literature I have devoured. And William Smith wrote a remarkable work called uh, Wonders in Weeds. Now, it might, mm-hmm. sa- it might sound a little bit sort of uh, folksy. If it had been entitled uh, A Modern Textbook on Herbal Medicine, it would have impressed everyone. But regardless of the, the simple name of it, he spoke in that or wrote in that book of the herb wood betony, wood betony. Wood Its botanical name is Betonica, B-E-T-O-N-I-C-A. Yeah. Now, any herbalist trained in the English-American tradition would recommend a trial on wood betony, a liquid extract of it, over a period of time to build up some prophylaxis or prevention against the condition occurring. Okay. And, and over my 35 years, Howard, I can vouch for the fact that many patients have done well, particularly where the vertigo is, uh, has been not really um, given a particular diagnosis, where it comes and goes. That's right. Um, the, the conventional medication, some of which you've mentioned, is very good for dealing with an episode, but wood betony can frequently be the breakthrough substance that gives you some prevention against it occurring. It's, it would be available at my rooms at New Lambton, but you should have herbalists out in your area where you are at Toronto. I think there's a, a health food store or a herbalist there that may have yeah. the herb wood betony. I um, think there is, yeah. But make sure that it is uh, in the right preparation and the right dosage. I come back to the fact, and I say it to all listeners, herbal medicine is no different to any other system of medicine. Frequently it will fail, not because the herb is the wrong herb, but because the dosage and preparation is not according to the literature. So if you use um, wood betony, in, uh, I would suggest you try to use the fluid extract form of it, and yeah. it should be what's called a one-to-one fluid extract, and it should be dosed in the dosage that occurs in the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia. This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. It's 25 to 1, and we're taking your calls on 49216216. If you've got a question on your mind about your health, give us a call. And Cheryl has done just that, and she's from Edgeworth. Perspiration, Cheryl. Too much or too little? Oh, too much. Way too much. Hello, Cheryl. Hi, how are you? How long have you been battling with your perspiration, Cheryl? Oh, uh, years and years. Are you menopausal, I mean, are you? 
Oh, no, I'm way past that. Way past that, but you've still been left with perspiration. Oh, yes. Okay. It's terrible. I mean, I can't wear makeup. Mm-hmm. I get dressed by a fan. Yes. I go out at half a state in the morning. Yeah. My clothes are dripping. Well, I'll tell you a little yes. story. I'll tell, tell you a little story that will encourage you, might uh, fascinate other listeners. Uh, about 20-odd years ago, I had a situation in my rooms at Gosford, where, where I've uh, been practising for very, very many years, uh, a dear lady came up from Goulburn um, to visit her daughter at Wyoming on the Central Coast. And her, her daughter was a patient of mine and suggested that her mother come and see me because her mother, um, a woman in her early 70s, was plagued with a perspirational problem that was so embarrassing that it was inhibiting her social life. Uh, mm. she, she informed me that her head in particular was constantly a, a mass of sweaty ringlets which required her to uh, have to wash her hair and shampoo it frequently, and she was really distressed. It was not a condition that I had treated very much at that time, but I knew that in the literature, particularly the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia that I mentioned frequently, uh, sage was mentioned as a herb that was called an antihydrotic. Now, an antihydrotic herb is a herb that lessens perspiration in the right dosage. And I prescribed that medication to that lady, and within a matter of a week or two, for the first time, let me emphasize, for the first time for many, many, many years, her perspirational situation uh, retreated. And she was able to go back to Goulburn knowing that an ongoing use of sage would be something that could lessen her experience of what she was going through. So, look, try some sage. Um, Red sage is is, uh, the more common name for it. Salvia officinalis is its botanical name. It's available, mm. it's available usually in many forms. Uh, I would suggest that you go to your health food store and they would have sage capsules. Okay. And take, yep. take the sage capsules in the stipulated dose. I would suggest that you work to the higher dosages that are on the label because of your situation it's obviously fairly chronic. Fortunately, sage is a very safe herb and it's not uh, an expensive herb. Go to your health food store, get hold of some sage capsules. A lot of people over the years have even got value from just simply going to the supermarket or again to the health food store and buying what we call sage tea, which is just oh, yeah. which is just the dried herb um, and made up into a tea and taken across the day. Interestingly, in France, that use of sage is most popularly taken up by women that are working through the menopause uh, for the very reason that it can help in the in the flushing and particularly in perspiration. So whichever form you use, there's a good chance, let me emphasise, a uh, good chance, no promises, but based on the literature and experience, there's the possibility that a, a, a perseverance with sage in any form might be able to take the edge off your condition. Oh, that'd be fantastic. See so how you go. About- yeah, talking about Botox, but I don't think I want to go down that line. 
Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know much about Botox myself, but if you <laughs> if you've got perspiration, I, uh, yeah, you've got perspiration. Sage might be a better way to start, perhaps. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> right. Thank you so much. Thanks, for Cheryl. That. Good on you. Thanks, Cheryl, for your call. Four nine two one six two one six. That's the number for your question to get through to Dennis Stewart today on Health Naturally on Two and URFM. And Bill from Arcadia Vale, you're taking us back to our original topic of uh, of X. Yes. Hello, Bill. Hello, Dennis. Uh, it all happened when my after my wife died. Yes. And uh, I asked my dermatologist, and he said, "Well, stress will do that." Mm-hmm. And I certainly had enough of that. Did you have eczema as a baby? No, not that I know of. Have you no. su- Have you suffered asthma? Yes. Okay. You, usually, you will find that uh, eczema, asthma and rhinitis tend to go together. Uh, They're they're what are called atopic conditions. So perhaps you've been born as an atopic person and then late in life your atopicity has has asserted itself on the skin as an eczema. Um, How how have you been managing it, Bill? Well, I got some GA cream off your uh, receptionist. Yes, yes. And uh, that helped. But, um, oh, it's, it's still... Selective. Okay. Well, see, any cream, let me emphasize this, any cream is, in my opinion, secondary to the oral treatment. Uh, What I would suggest is that if your eczema is still assertive, despite the benefits that you might get from the GA, you really need to look at, uh, initially, the use of some herbs and the most important bracket of herbs. Have you got a pencil and paper there? The The most important bracket that you can use... Uh, the is is based on the European herb called heart's ease. Uh, heart's ease. Heart's ease. Heart's ease, known botanically as viola tricolor. Its uh, ladies would know it as tricolored uh, pansy. Grows everywhere, but it is the most popularly used um, herbal medicine in Europe, particularly Germany, for eczema, and it's still the main. Uh, oral treatment for my eczema patients, but interestingly, interestingly, again in the literature uh, and based on my prescribing, the herb stinging nettle, taken as an oral medication in conjunction with viola tricolor, has sometimes given us remarkable benefits. So, in in my opinion, your next step is to think about using uh, a herbal medicine based on those two herbs. That's what okay. I would be doing because, again, any cream is but a cream. You might get some relief from it, but you should address, if possible, the condition from an oral perspective and try to quieten down the inflammatory activity by using herbs with a history of benefit in dealing with dermatitis, eczema, etc. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, taking your calls on 49216216. Karen from Waratah has rung that number. And Karen, toenail fungus is on your mind. Yes, I have had um, a toenail fungus now for 20 years and I just can't seem to kill it. Karen, have you used any of the uh, natural products on it? I've used. I've just been using um, vinegar and I've mm. just used um, chemist products. Okay. Off, yeah, have, the ones that you get okay. from the chemist. Have you tried tea tree oil? Not really, no. I, I okay. probably did a couple of times, but uh-huh. I probably then reverted back to something else, but okay. not for very long. Tea tree oil is always one of my 
starting points for mm-hmm. fungal conditions on, on the toes. Um, there's some literature to support it. And my experience over the years has been that people can uh, break through with this. The point in using tea tree oil topically is that one must work with it for some time. Tea tree oil is a fairly gentle substance, but it has significant and renowned antifungal characteristics. So my advice would be to get some uh, pure tea tree oil and on a nightly basis while you're watching telly or something like that, put a towel on the floor or whatever and just paint uh, your toenail with some tea tree oil and do that consistently. Um, If you're not going to do it consistently, well, you're wasting your time. But in my opinion, um, it has a good opportunity and a good possibility of helping you. So make a beeline for your pharmacy, get some little bottle of pure tea tree oil and apply it with, say, cotton wool and just dab it as, uh, for some time as you're watching telly. Um, sometimes any oil uh, of an aromatic nature can, can irritate. So if you find that uh, the skin is getting a bit irritable now and then, give it a break for a day or so. But that, that would be unlikely to happen. But my advice would be start off with um, tea tree oil. The only other two suggestions I would make is that two other herbs are renowned for their antifungal characteristics and one of them is a herb called myrrh m-y-r-r-h and you can get what's called tincture of myrrh you'd be able to get that from the uh, from the compounding pharmacy there at visionary health in in hamilton and the third thing is the uh, herb known as golden seal is also very famous topically for dealing with these conditions but start off using tea tree oil give it a good run and then if that's not successful, move up the ladder to either myrrh or golden seal. Fantastic. Thank you very much for Thank your you, help. Thank you, Karen. Thank Good. Thanks for your call, Karen. And Jane has rung in on 49216216 uh, from Cooks Hill. Rosacea, we're getting back to the skin. We are, Jane. How are you, Jane? Oh, well, thank you, Dennis. How can we help you? You've got rosacea, have you? Yeah, just okay. wondering if there's anything that you um, recommend orally yeah. for it. Now, your treatment so far has been uh, topical or antibiotics? Uh, both. Okay. And is it an aggressive condition? Is it, yes. It's, it's pustular? Yeah. Yes. It's pustular and very inflamed, presumably. Yes. Okay. Look, um, I've treated this condition... Uh, on and off over the years, I'm thinking presently of a lady from the coal fields that I treated who was probably the worst case that I can ever recollect treating in my life. And she did very well um, on a herbal mixture um, based on the following herbs. Have you got a pencil and paper yes, there? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. This could be made up for you from a compounding pharmacist or indeed yes. it could be made up from my rooms at New Lambton. But the, the crucial herbs in the formula... And I say this for the sake of any um, pharmacists or herbalists that might be listening, listening. The crucial herbs are as follows. Calendula, which is sometimes known as greater marigold. Calendula. Yes. Uh, yes. A golden seal. Golden. Golden seal. Yes. Uh, and the herb echinacea, E-C-H-I-N-A-C-E-A. Yeah. And then tincture of myrrh, M-Y-R-R-H. Now, those, mm-hmm. those herbs are usually combined into a compound formula in a liquid form and dosed accordingly. Dose would be round about, um, it'd have to be calculated, but round about two to five mils three times daily. 
Uh, that would be a formula that I would start off thinking about prescribing, and I would suggest that despite what else you have used topically, you try the preparation that I mentioned earlier, uh, the, known as the GA cream, uh, uh-huh. which would only be available from my rooms at New Lambton. It's a preparation that I have manufactured for my patient and client use. Look, there's a starting base. Um, Fantastic. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going over the top when I say that that has given me good results over the years. In fact, uh, years ago in my practice at Warunga, my receptionist had a very significant rosacea condition and we treated her on, along those lines and eventually, eventually the condition retreated to the point where it was kept stable just by periodic application of the GA cream. Oh, that's good news, mm. Dennis. Thanks for mm. call, Jane. And Patricia from Cameron Park. Sleeping is a bit of a problem for you. Yes, it is. Hello, Patricia. You can't get, Hi, Dennis. You can't get any sleep, love. No, I have trouble sleeping. Okay. Well, look, you've probably tried a lot of things, Patricia, so I'm not going to... Um, uh, I just thought you might have something natural yes. that I could try. Yeah. Well, if if you are not on a lot of other medication... I would suggest that a good starting base is the Pacific herb known as kava. Kava. K-A-V-A. Now, if listeners will immediately say, isn't that that terrible stuff that we drank when we went to Fiji? Yes, it is. And um, But uh, the way we use it is in a pharmaceutical form. It comes as a tablet. It is yep. permitted to be used. Um and it is one of the frontline remedies that is recommended these days because the literature is very supportive of its use. So I'm going to recommend that what you do is go to your, your, your pharmacist. Uh, there'd be someone there in Wall's End around with, uh, that would have... Uh, yeah, my pharmacist is at Wall's End. Okay, well, he would have, I'm sure, carver uh, tablets. And yeah. what I would suggest you do is take one or two of them before you go to bed. Oh, righto. Now take it. With water? Uh, look, what I'm going to suggest is, and this might sound a little bit left field, but I'm a great fan of this technique, take it with a heaped dessert spoonful of pure unprocessed honey. All right. Do yep. that, do that, because that form of honey, that is the form that hasn't been heated and processed, that crude, simple form of honey is well documented as being potentially an agent to work against insomnia, and many of my clients and patients and listeners can vouch for that. So with your carver tablet, uh, take yeah. take a heaped dessert spoonful of uh, of honey and see how that goes for you. All right. So that, like I'm on Aroxin for thyroid yeah. yes. and Lipitor. Yes, yes, I know both those. And Aspro. So that yeah. I can take that with those? In my opinion, yes, but you should run it past your pharmacist. But there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing there that's psychotropic. There's nothing in those medications that would uh, interfere significantly with your nervous system. So I could see no reason why um, yeah. you mightn't get a benefit from that. Also, by the way, also, by the way, just get your pharmacist to do a, a, a bit of a printout to make sure um, that um, none of what you're taking, even perhaps the statin, is not, um, is not perhaps implicated in it. I suspect not, but I say again to, to listeners, when you get any medication prescribed, whether it be from a natural therapist, from a doctor or pharmacist, you must know why you're taking it, what's the good point of it, and are there any downsides that could explain some of the, what you're experiencing health-wise. 
Oh, right. Okay. Okay. See how you okay. go. Now, with, with, the, with the carver, you'll need to give it a couple of days uh, a trial, but um, very rarely do we get someone say that they haven't had any benefit from it. That's great. Thanks for your call, Patricia. We've had some interesting we topics today, We started today, off with Dennis. the skid and we ended up with sleep. I don't know what the combination is. <laughs> is it as useful to go on a trip to Fiji, perhaps, and well, drink your kava there? Well, I can remember my trip to Fiji and uh, I remember drinking a bowl of kava in a village where there was pigs walking around the place and a lot of other material on the ground that wasn't that healthy. And I, I think I was very happy not to drink kava again, but... I'm very happy to take the tableted pharmaceutical form of it. (laughs) Fantastic. So that's Health Naturally for today. Join us next week, uh, next Friday after the midday news on 2NURFM. For more of Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre.